Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... <laughs> Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Did you get a chance to see the recent annular solar eclipse? Living in California, I was lucky enough to be in its path. And while I'm sure it wasn't as spectacular looking as a total solar eclipse, the view was still pretty amazing. As I watched my pinhole camera projection of the moon progressively blotting out a larger and larger piece of the sun, I couldn't help but think about the very fortunate mathematical and astronomical coincidence that makes solar eclipses possible in the first place. So today we're going to talk about that mathematical coincidence and ensure that you're ready to amaze your friends with a few fun facts about eclipses the next time you get a chance to see one. Before we get too deep into the math behind a solar eclipse, let's take a minute to talk about some eclipse basics. This might surprise you, but eclipses don't necessarily have to involve the sun. In fact, the word eclipse describes any event in which one astronomical body casts a shadow on another. That includes solar eclipses where the moon casts a shadow on the Earth, lunar eclipses where the Earth casts a shadow on the moon, and lots of eclipses that don't involve the Earth or the moon at all. For example, an eclipse occurs when one of Jupiter's moons casts a shadow on the giant planet, or when one of Saturn's moons casts a shadow on another of its moons, and even when one star in a binary system, that's two stars orbiting each other, casts a shadow upon the other. As a short linguistic aside, an eclipse is an example of something called a syzygy. That's spelled S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Kind of a fun word, right? A syzygy occurs whenever three astronomical bodies happen to be configured in a straight line. People like to make a big deal over such things and use them to predict the end of the world and whatnot. Of course, that's all nonsense. But syzygy really is a fun word. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze. And it felt a little like... (laughs) (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids. Back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Okay, let's now focus on the most spectacular type of eclipse that you and I can experience here on Earth, a total solar eclipse. If you're in the right location when such an eclipse occurs, you'll witness what is reportedly, I haven't seen one myself yet, an awe-inspiring sight as the moon completely blocks the light from the disk of the sun, a bizarre twilight suddenly overtakes the day, and the sun's normally invisible 2 million degree corona its outermost layer, streams out from behind the moon's disk. And while that certainly sounds like a spectacular sight, it's also a spectacularly, or should I say astronomically, large mathematical coincidence. Why? In short, it's because total solar eclipses wouldn't happen at all if the math didn't work out so perfectly. Here's what I mean. 
The diameter of the moon is about 3,475 kilometers, and the diameter of the sun is about 1,391,000 kilometers, which means that the diameter of the sun is about 1,391,000 divided by 3,475, or almost exactly 400 times larger than the diameter of the moon. That means that if the moon and the sun were equally far away from the earth, which of course they're not, the sun would appear in the sky to be 400 times wider than the moon. And since the moon would be tiny compared to the sun, total solar eclipses would not be possible. From this observation, we can see that in order for total solar eclipses to be possible, the apparent size of the moon that we see in the sky must be at least as big as the apparent size of the sun, since the moon has to cover the sun. And coincidentally, it is. Almost exactly. Let's take a look at the math behind this coincidence. As painters have known about and often struggled with for millennia, the apparent size of an object changes depending upon how far away it is from you. In the graphic arts, this is known as perspective. As a simple example, if you compare the apparent height of two identical trees that are 50 and 100 meters away, you'll find that the more distant tree appears to be 50 over 100, or half as tall. And it's exactly this same principle that applies to the apparent sizes of the sun and the moon. In particular, as we saw earlier, the diameter of the sun is about 400 times larger than the diameter of the moon. Using the principle of perspective that we use to determine the relative sizes of trees, we see that the apparent size of the moon will be larger than the apparent size of the sun, and thus that total eclipses will be possible, if the distance to the sun is at least 400 times greater than the distance to the moon. So, how does the math work out? Well, the distance to the sun ranges between 147 million and 152 million kilometers, and the distance to the moon ranges between 360,000 and 406,000 kilometers. Given these numbers, we can now figure out how much the apparent size of the sun is reduced in comparison to the apparent size of the moon due to its greater distance from us. When the sun is at its farthest point and the moon is at its nearest point, the sun is 152 million kilometers divided by 360,000 kilometers, or about 422 times further away than the moon. In other words, at that time, the factor of 400 difference between the diameters of the sun and the moon, and the factor of 422 difference between the distances to each of them, conspire to make the apparent size of the sun and moon nearly identical. Which is great news because it means that because of some lucky math, we can experience the wonder of a total solar eclipse. If you're in Australia or somewhere out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you're in luck because there's going to be a total solar eclipse on November 13th, 2012. People in the United States have reason to get excited too because there's going to be a spectacular total solar eclipse cutting diagonally across the country from the northwest to the southeast on August 21st, 2017. Yes, I know, that's still five years away, but it's never too early to plan your trip. Okay, that's all the math and astronomy we have time for today. Remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook where you'll find lots of great math content, including the ever-popular math puzzles. That's at facebook.com slash themathdude. You can find me on Twitter as well at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support The Math Dude and learn a lot of math in the process, please consider picking up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's available wherever you like to buy books. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.
Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.